Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. On the J's Southland Toe Service text line, 913-576-7610. Nah, football all the way. I'd trade every MLB franchise for a six-inch tuna sub. Side note, how do you rank these three sandwiches? Tuna sandwich, egg salad sandwich, chicken sandwich. Chicken salad sandwich. I mean. I choose the fourth option, which is diving head first into the spike pit from Mortal Kombat. Chicken salad, tuna salad, egg salad. I would yeah, never, I would tuna, never eat I'm any tuna, of chicken, egg. I would starve to death. I would starve to death before I, I took a single bite out of either, any of chicken those sandwiches. Chicken salad, man, that's not that weird. It's not. Unless there's, I don't do it with fruit. I don't like like the fruit in my chicken the, okay, salad, the, like do, the grapes or I'm something like that. I'm not egg and tuna, but chicken salad's not that weird. Okay, but don't all three of those things have mayonnaise in it? Mm-hmm. Out, 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 out. You don't eat BLTs with mayo on it? No, nothing mayo. Mayo is, I think mayo is one of the three most disgusting substances known to man. Not even condiments. Well, the other two are excreted from the human body, so I don't really want to get into those right now. This is Bing Sunday on 610 Sports Radio. Nailed it. Actually, no, you're missing one. He's Dusty Likens. I'm Nick Schwartz. Grant Nicholson in with us as well. So what would you do if like you showed to work, like you left work and I just mayonnaised your car? Well, I wouldn't. I would just go to the car wash. Like if I put mayonnaise underneath your door handle and you went to get in your car, no, I would don't you drive out the window like this the whole way? I think I would just leave the car. Would you smell it to see how long it? I been would there? just take a. I would just take a rag and light it on fire and put it in the gas tank. Oh man, Molotov cocktail. Heads up. Well, I'd be doing it to myself, so I think that's actually legal. Yeah, you can you can actually that like, legally legally I'm allowed to say this I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, you can you can blow up your own car. That's how bad mayonnaise affects Nick. Yesterday in college basketball, we saw the number one, the number two, the number three, the number four, the number five, the number six team in the country. All six of the top teams in the country fell. Now none of them were just like massive upsets. I think Gonzaga, even though it was a top 25 matchup against St. Mary's, they were 11 point favorites, Mm -hmm. but most of these other ones, you know, Kentucky falls to Arkansas. That's a top 15 team. Kansas falls to Baylor. That's a top 10 team. Mm -hmm. All of these were ranked opponents. Um, Auburn, Tennessee, top 20 teams. So it sort of makes sense. Michigan state's not a top 25 team, but they went and beat uh, Purdue. That game was at home. It's Michigan. It's Tom Izzo. You know how it works. Mm -hmm. None of those teams titles chances took any significant hit. In fact, when the rankings come out, I don't know if they come out the, uh, the uh, tomorrow morning, I think at some point when the new AP top 25, there's probably not going to be a whole lot of movement up there at the top because Everybody lost. That was a fun day of college basketball. But what's interesting is if I compare it to the weekend before, like if the headline from yesterday is that all the top six teams in the country lost. Okay. It's an interesting headline. Fine. Is it in more interesting headline than the one that we had from the previous weekend, which is Michigan head coach, Jawan Howard Mm. slaps Wisconsin assistant in post game handshake line scuffle. And I think we would all agree, no, that headline is far more interesting because it's drama, it's sensational, it's the type of stuff that we latch on to. It's one of the reasons why the NBA, even if you don't pay attention to what's going on on the court every single night, 
you sort of are aware of the storylines, right? Like if you're not watching the NBA every day, you still were probably hearing murmurs about the James Harden, Ben Simmons trade. You probably heard about the quote that LeBron James said that if you want to, if you want him to play for your team in three years, draft his son, Bronny James, who's a junior in high school right now. And by the time he's a senior, Kids may be able to go straight from high school to the pros at that point, right? Those are the sensational, drama-filled headlines that the NBA is so, so good at creating because we follow the players, we follow the personalities, we follow the guys who are doing the endorsement deals, who are marketable, who are interesting. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 the, it's sort of the opposite of what we see in baseball. Baseball, for the longest time, has had the, the most difficult time in marketing their stars, either because their stars aren't marketable or the ones who are marketable for whatever reason, they choose not to make them the face of their game. Mm-hmm. College basketball, the faces are the coaches and talk about not being interesting. Like if, if, if a bunch of 60 year old white men are the faces of your sport, you got an image problem. Mm-hmm. But that's what college basketball has to deal with when you have the roster turnover year after year after year like they do. I'm curious if you think the NIL stuff, the the ability for these kids to now make money in college, can help college basketball retain more fans or grow more fans knowing that, hey, if there's a guy like Oscar Shibway who's got a multi-million dollar contract sitting on the table if he returns to Kentucky next year, is, is that going to help? Retain players? And if so, is that going to make people more interested in college basketball? Well, I think the best thing to do is that both these sports that they have a hard time of doing, college basketball, Major League Baseball that are tied both into this topic, is that the thing that they both own is that they have both failed to evolve into what is trendy or to evolve into what is, I guess, like the now, which would be, I guess, being trendy. Baseball refuses to let the young kids play like baseball to this day, the best baseball player in baseball is Mike Trout. You know that I know that Grant knows that we all know that baseball knows that, but baseball doesn't sell that because Mike Trout doesn't want to be that player. Like it's just, that's not who Mike Trout is. Mike Trout isn't flashy. Mike Trout isn't fun. Mike Trout is I'm going to show up to the yard every day. I'm going to do my BP. It's very impressive, by the way. So when the Angels come in town, if baseball ever gets played, go watch it. It's amazing. But the thing about it is that's not what baseball needs to focus on. What's trendy and flashy in baseball is Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, It is Juan Soto. It is Cody Bellinger. It's guys like that that are Bryce Harper. Even they have a hard time selling Bryce Harper because they just don't want that image. What was so great about Home Run Derby a few years ago when Bryce Harper won it? There was sex appeal. There was drama. There was fun. He had a he had American flag bandana hat on or uh, headband on. He had a jersey opened up all the way to his belly button with just tons of chest lettuce hanging out, and he put on a show and it had everybody talking about it. And then baseball went quiet. No one cared about the all-star game because it was boring because they didn't exploit their stars. What does baseball do so well when they do it? They put a microphone on a guy in right field or wherever the star of that inning is playing during the all-star game, and we watch and we listen, and it changes. It shows. College basketball, it's a little bit tougher because those kids are there for two years, maybe just one, and it's hard to put all of your emphasis and all your promotions and your marketing behind somebody that's going to leave you in the dust in a matter of six months. But think about this, though, because you just touched on something that I think both of those sports have in common as well. They're a little bit different, though. In baseball, and you know this, like the idea that a young player, a 21-year-old kid who hasn't quote-unquote paid his dues, coming in and trying to be the big swing and D on the team, Mm -hmm. the guy who's going to say, you know what, I don't really care about the unwritten rules. I don't really care about what this team thinks I should be doing. This... uh, I'm just going to do my thing. It rubs mm-hmm. everybody the wrong way. Now, for a, from a fan perspective, because of what we it's based on, because we, of what their core values are based exa- on. Exactly. Right. But that's what I'm attacking here is yeah. the core values of baseball. The core values of baseball are what's working against them. The idea that you have to sort of pay your dues. That's why we love the pe- the guys who just don't give a damn. Right. Like because the that's Sotos we, and the Tatis and the Bellingers. Because we get, we look at those guys and they say, that's fun. Right. They don't give a bleep about what anybody thinks about them, and that's what makes them marketable. But those guys are so few and far between. Either that or baseball doesn't embrace them the way that they should. Which is why both those leagues 
have to ride the hot train while it's riding because Zion Williamson made college basketball interesting that year. Since Zion's been gone, college basketball, now granted, we have gone through a pandemic where the sport got taken away from all of us. But since Zion's been out of Duke, college basketball has not been the same since. And we haven't really had anybody in baseball since Bonds, McGuire, Sosa, Griffey. Now, granted, three of those guys that we know of were cheating. They were, they were doing whatever they did, but it was working. But baseball had to put an end to that because it's obviously cheating. But King Griffey Jr. was in movies, was in video games, was in, you know, Saturday morning television, was on every single highlight over and over and over again. And now what baseball does is they get away from that because they don't ride that train while it's hot. They get away from it because they say, well, this guy hasn't deserved it. Same with college basketball. Well, this guy's not going to be here anyway, so why would I put my money into it? Because you have to. But think about this. Now with the opportunity of NIL, right? So yeah. let's just look at a couple of guys who are, um, and they're not Zion. They're, they're, Zion's a freak of nature. Sure. Like he had a gravitational pull and not just because he's as big as the sun, but because of how he played. Like it was fun to watch that it was must watch basketball. And there hasn't been anybody quite like that since, but I'm looking at some of the guys who are rookies in the NBA this year, Evan Mobley, who was at USC KU fans are familiar with him because he ended the season. He has been well, Jalen Suggs, the point guard for Gonzaga one and done. Now he's with the, the uh, Orlando magic. Like these guys were incredible college basketball players, but most people didn't know about them because it they weren't on national championship contending or they, I mean, Suggs was, but he was surrounded by Drew Timmy and Corey Kispert and all these other national player of the year types. USC is a, is a top 16 team in the country this year. Imagine if Evan Mobley got a contract from a, an apparel company or from a local LA company that said, we're going to give you $5 million to come back to USC next year. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, a guy who was, who was taking the NBA by storm, unfortunately, he plays in Cleveland, so not a lot of people are watching him. Imagine if that guy comes back for another year. Name recognition after having a March run last season. Now he comes back. He's making millions of dollars. The issue that college basketball runs into, which is almost identical to Major League Baseball, is the power structure. The power structure in Major League Baseball is more of unspoken. You need to pay your dues before you can be a veteran, before you can be a guy who can get away with this or that. There are the unwritten rules that keep that sort of stuff in check. In college, it's the fact that these coaches are making seven, eight million dollars a year, but for the past 60 seasons, the players have been making nothing. And the idea that a guy, an 18-year-old kid, is now going to be making money comparable to the guy who has been used to sorting, sort of being able to lord over these players, that is a major shift in that power dynamic that I don't think a lot of coaches are going to be comfortable with. The flip side is, why the hell wouldn't you be? Because now you get to retain your players. You don't have to hit the reset button every offseason. This guy who could be playing in the NBA now has at least a decision to make of coming back to college and helping your team win basketball games. If I'm a coach, I don't give a damn about the power structure if I know I got the best player in the country coming back for another season. And if you're a really good coach, you'll go into these companies that have all the money and you'll try to be able to have them influence players to get them to come to your school. Which is already happening. And is totally legal, I think. I don't know. Well, uh, well, nobody really knows because this whole thing went into effect last July and, and zero schools had any sort of plan in place. Players didn't know what the hell was going on. The NCAA didn't know what the hell was going on. But that is, I guess, college athletics oh, and in a before you throw And before you throw it, we were talking about this earlier with college basketball in the top five. According to Gary Parish and a lot of other people at CBS Sports, the new top five will be Gonzaga, Baylor, Zona, Kansas, Auburn. Hmm. Uh, I hear a lot of familiar faces amongst yeah. that top five. He's Dusty Likens. I'm Nick Schwartz with Grant Nicholson. Coming up next, the Chiefs getting the band back together. What's it going to look like? You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. 
coworker of yours. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The band is back together, and I am not just talking about myself, Nick Schwert, Dusty Likens, and Grant Nicholson, though. Mm. Some people have called it one of the most iconic trios in Kansas City history. Mahomes, Kelsey Hill, Hosmer, Moose, Salvi, Schwert, Likens, Nicholson. I like the sound of it. You know? Would you do it every day, Grant, Monday through Friday? I think I can make that work, yeah. If you had job security, they said, hey, for five years, guaranteed, sign the contract tomorrow. But Five years? Five but, years, dude. But two guys that you work with have to leave. Would you feel bad? Like, not two guys that aren't currently in this building? No, in this building. Doesn't matter who they are, but for this station, they'd be like, if you uh-huh. three are yeah, in, yeah. three are out. Would you be okay, or would you be like, man, that's tough? Well, you got to look out for numero uno. How do you think job getting hired for jobs works? Usually, yeah, they're, usually they're not creating positions for you. Normally you don't have a connection with those people, though. You just kind of show up and they're like, hey, so so-and-so quit or so-and-so retired. Um, well, if they all retire, then that'd be fine. But they're not. So they're they're, they fired. are being retired. They're getting the... It's kind of a dark start to the segment, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. I was actually going to go in a more positive direction. Uh, the band that I was actually talking about getting back together would be the Chiefs offensive staff. There was questions all offseason as to whether or not Eric Bieniemy was going to return. Sounds like that's going to happen. Another mm-hmm. one-year deal for him to be the offensive coordinator with the Kansas City Chiefs. Matt Nagy, an old friend, a one-time offensive coordinator for Kansas City uh, until 2017, I believe, was his last year with the Chiefs before he took the head coaching position with the Chicago Bears. He was let go. And now he is returning in what is basically, I mean, he's the quarterback's coach, but it's a position that they create for guys because they like them and they want them to be on staff. But mm-hmm. it's interesting, not just that the enemy's returning, but that Nagy's returning as well, because I don't know what the future for the holds in Kansas city. I, I think a lot of people were sort of resigned to the idea that he was going to leave this off season just because of the rumors, the fact that he was going to have to meet with uh, Andy Reid and, and and just sort of a, this general understanding that it seems obvious that sticking around in Kansas City for another year is not going to be what finally does it for you if you're trying to get a head coaching job. Like it hasn't worked up until this point. Nobody really has a great answer as to why that is the case. So coming back for another year and hoping that next year will be the year seems a little naive, but he is going to come back for another season. That's great for the Chiefs. Look at the production they've had. You can make all you want about play calling, playoffs, infighting, whatever. Look at the results, man. Mm-hmm. If Eric Bainemi was that much of a, a, a detriment to the Chiefs offense, why were they, I don't know, the number one offense in the NFL this year? But as for the future, the future of the Chiefs, what do you think Matt Nagy returning to Kansas City means, not just in the in the immediate future for next season, but over the next five-plus years? Well, this was Pete Sweeney who joined a 
I was filling in for Bink last Friday, I think, and Pete Sweeney had this to say of what it might mean for the future. I tend to think that this is the man, uh, and who knows how many years it'll be, two, three, four, five years. I think Nagy is the guy that the Chiefs ultimately see as the next head coach in line. He has those connections to uh, Brett Veach from college at Delaware. He's going to get a few years now closely working with Patrick Mahomes. So when Andy Reid, who's in his 60s, calls it quits, they'll have an in-house candidate uh, that they really like in Matt Nagy. So that's interesting. And I know the first thing that a lot of people would go straight to is, well, how come Eric Bieniemy wouldn't be the next guy up? Because Andy Reid's not retiring next year that I know of or that you, that anybody knows of. And Eric Bieniemy is finally to the point where you can no longer do any more here. Maybe you can go somewhere else and be an offensive coordinator that will then lead to a head coaching job because then people will finally realize that you do have some sort of emphasis on what gets called and what gets played out in a regular season. But what that means for Matt Nagy, which is a little bit of help there from Pete Sweeney is that someone's going to have to fill the role of Eric B Well, the next man up will then most likely be Matt Nagy as no longer the senior assistant of offense and quarterbacks coach, but then the offensive coordinator. Um, and I can see why Pete would have this opinion. The Chiefs could then move from an you know, in-house hire. They could have him take over Andy Reid's spot. Andy Reid has done it for the last six years. And he's time and his time now is to, you know, go off into the sunset with two to three Super Bowls with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes at this point is now 31, 32 years old. Matt Nagy is now ready and groomed and humbled and brought back up as a head coach. And oh, by the way, has a quarterback entering their NFL prime at that position. The thing that's great about that and what makes that sound all good is if it does actually work out. This don't we don't get it twisted. We don't think right away that this is going to be the situation that does unfold, but it does kind of have that storytelling uh, beginning to it. Coach goes out, fails, comes back where it all started, gets back to his roots, figures out who they are, the montage, blah, blah, blah. And then by the time they're all ready and they're good to go and they're groomed, cut, clean, ready to start off and do something new again, it's that time. So again, I don't know where Matt Nagy's future is going to end up, but it does sound like we have kind of seen this storybook before. And again, look, Andy Reid is one guy to teach it. Andy Reid was on top of the world in Philadelphia. It came crashing down. He had a lot of positions that maybe a lot of people thought he was, you know, too busy to have all these positions, comes to Kansas City, figures it out. It's worked well. He's won nine games every year since he's been here. And he's been to a Super Bowl, won one, been to two Super Bowls, won four, or been to four straight AFC championship games, and he's won six straight AFC West titles. That's one guy that can help you go from bottom level to where you're feeling duped, dumped, and forgotten to, hey, it can work out. And Matt Nagy has that career path as of right now to where that could possibly be it. Yeah, it's always hard to tell. Like the first couple of years of Nagy's career, like the fact that they went twelve and four with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, that is a remarkable in and of itself. Now it helped that they had the number one defense in the NFL. As they, I mean, they had a really competitive defense for the first couple of years there. Cleo Mack, Eddie Jackson, yeah, that'll help a lot. But the wheels started kind of started to fall off. You got Justin Fields for some reason. You still promised Andy Dalton that he was going to be the starter. Uh, when Justin Fields did come in, I mean, I'll never forget that first game of Justin Fields, the, the game plan that they had yeah. in place for him. It almost seemed like self-sabotage. And that to me, like that's always going to stick with me. I, now, listen, it's, it's tough to evaluate those sorts of situations. Like I don't actually think Matt Nagy wanted to see Justin Fields fail, but from you know some of the things that I've heard is that there was a promise made to Andy Dalton, and then all of a sudden you got to play this guy. When you're a coach who's coaching for his job, you sort of want to play out that string on a rookie quarterback as long as possible. That way you can get to the offseason and say, well, we haven't even unveiled the rookie quarterback. Like imagine if the Niners wouldn't have had the finish to the season that they did, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they're not in the playoffs, and they can say, well, that was because Lance wasn't ready. Now Jimmy G's gone. Trey Lance, we're going to roll him out there next year. You buy yourself an extra year of time, an extra year of, of leeway. Now, they didn't need it, and that's great for the Niners, but with Nagy, he doesn't get that, right? Mm-hmm. They had to play field. He wasn't great, and so they say, well, now we're going to bring in somebody else 
to work with this guy. So I definitely think Matt Nagy is a he's been a good offensive coach. Mitch Trubisky is not anybody I think you should hitch your wagon to or or try to make sweeping conclusions about a guy and his ability to pl- call plays. As for like the future, like the idea that he could be the future coach for the for the Chiefs, I think some guys are just cut out to be OCs and play callers. Some guys are cut out to be head coaches. I, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve another sh- shot at this. He's only 43 years old. I think people are always surprised with how old Eric Bieniemy is. Like Eric Bieniemy is like a decade older than Matt Nagy. So if the enemy does walk next year. I would fully expect Nagy to be the OC. And at that point, that's when the conversations about him being the quote unquote coach in waiting would really start to ramp up. I just think that there's also more to it with Matt Nagy coming to Kansas city. I think there's, like you said, there was an organizational uh, uproar like pace Nagy. We don't know where that relationship was. Like you said, the quarterback in waiting, he saw it work well in Kansas city, probably tried to give some of those, uh, probably give some of those people there that were running things some advice on how it worked with Mahomes. Now, again, I'm not saying that they had an, another Mahomes in waiting, but it looked like if maybe they could groom somebody, they wanted to jumpstart the engine. It just didn't work out. And also Mahomes and Matt Nagy do have a little bit of time together. And I will say this before we get out of this topic, and that is when you go back and look at Mahomes' career, he always thanks one person, and that's Alex Smith, because Alex Smith taught him and showed him the NFL strategy of what things are, where they're going to be at, Alex Smith's offensive coordinator was Matt Nagy. So everything that Alex Smith was learning was under Matt Nagy. They have that mutual friendship. They have that year of chemistry together. So I'm not terrified um, with it not working. Eric Bieniemy coming back. Anthony Hitchens being released. What will be the next domino to fall for the Chiefs this offseason? We'll discuss it next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. I'm Nick Schwartz. He's Dusty Likens with Grant Nicholson. Today is the 26th anniversary Ugh. of the release of Alanis Morissette's Ironic. What a jam. How much of this are we going to play? We can stop now, but it gets into the... Yeah, great song. I was in love with Atlantis for a while. What happened? I got older. You grew up? Yep. I mean, that was 96, so your boy was nine years old, and she was different. She Wait, was. you were listening to Atlantis Morissette at nine years old? Damn right. Had the album Jagged Little Pill. It's a great album, though. Big time. Big time album. Sorry. See that you just you keep being the odd man out, man. What do you mean keeping? When is the other time I've been the odd man out? Just with music. Eric general. Church? No, that's not what it is. Like that's so I don't listen see, to Eric Church and the odd man out. That's one thing you do is you take one name and then you try to make me be the idiot. What I'm, I'm not trying is, to make you be an idiot. Yeah, you know the way you say Eric Church. Like you're like <laughs> everybody knows who Eric Church is. He's pretty popular. I mean, he's won Entertainer of the Year multiple times. Um, Wait, he entertainer was, of the year. Yes. Isn't that like a CMA thing, though? It's a country music award thing. But, I mean, he won it. Guys that have won it, George Strait, Kenny Chesney, Garth Brooks. You know who Garth Brooks is? I've seen Garth Brooks in concert. Same. It was great. He's a close personal friend of mine. It was awesome. He was looked a, at me at one point during the concert and was just like... But like, to give you some reference to why 26 years ago that song was released, I did a little bit of research and I found out... Things that were 26 years old was in 1996. You want to guess who the... Oh, yeah, you were one years old. Uh, I was five years old. So you probably weren't watching Chiefs football yet. Do you know who the Chiefs quarterback was in 1996? Steve DeBerg. No, Steve Bono. Do you know who his backup was? Probably Rich Gannon. Yeah. The guy that everybody wanted to take over. Yeah, MVP quarterback in Oakland. Um, But, yeah, Bono was 8-5 and that year. Gannon was 1-2. and Um, you want to name the, the Chiefs running back in 1996? Uh, the Chiefs running back in 1996. Uh, 
You got it, Marcus Allen. Okay. He was 36 years old. That seems like an eternity wow. uh, in the NFL. But, yeah, his backups, Greg Hill, Kimball Anders. So then that got me down the rabbit hole. What did the Royals look like in 1996? You're not really a baseball guy, so I can help you out with that. What is that supposed to mean? Not a baseball guy. Uh, pretty, Says who? Well, who was the opening day starter for the 1996 Royals when you were five years old, baseball guy? I don't know. Tim Belcher. You want to know who their starting center fielder was in 96? Pretty big name. Carlos Beltran. Not a chance. Johnny Damon. There you go. Hey. There you go. Who's the baseball guy now, bitch? Well, it's not, not, it's not, uh, it's not uh, Carlos Beltran. Uh, Tom Goodwin, Bob Hamlin, Keith Lockhart was a great, Keith Lockhart just looked like Michael Douglas from that movie where he's like an, an accountant and kills people. Mike McFarlane, loved that guy. Jose Offerman, Bip Roberts, Michael Tucker, and Joe Vidiello. Bip Roberts? That's right. That rounded out your opening day roster for the Kansas City Royals. The top 10 songs, to still a bit from Carrington Harrison. Number one in 1996 was the Macarena. You know how to do that dance, don't you? You want me to do the whole thing? No, I don't. Uh, number on, two was One Sweet Day, Mariah Carey, Boys to Men. Because You Loved Me was number three, Celine Dion. Wait, don't where's need to get the into Alanis the Morissette? Set? What do you mean? When this, did she not have a top ten song? You, not a hand year. in my pocket. Ironic. Uh, you ought to know. Number one show in 1996. Er. Number two. Seinfeld. You should start watching. It's pretty funny. Suddenly, Susan never watched it. Friends. The Naked Truth. Fired up. And Monday Night Football is the only one out of the. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Top 10 that wasn't on NBC. So in 1996, I would have been in kindergarten, and that was back when we had to have the clear book bags. You know what I mean? You had to have the clear plastic backpacks, and mine was a Monday Night Football-themed backpack. Not even a specific team or NFL. It just had the Monday Night Football logo. So That's I've cool. been a supporter of Monday Night Football for years now. That's good. And yeah. to the text lines, help. Derek Church did put on a hell of a show in Kansas City. I was there. Like I said, I went complete fanboy. When he played Thunder Road, and I heard the piano riff cue to it. I what does that say, mean when you go complete fanboy? Like screaming at the top of my lungs, don't care who's around me, just saying, let's go. And like just getting completely wrapped up in that moment. I went to an EDM concert a couple of weeks ago. That's good. Did you so go my, complete nuts there? Yeah. Yeah, I bet. A little, a little different type of nuts, if you know what I'm saying. I'm golfing at Adam's Point today. That's nice. No, they said, Dustin, what's up, bro? I'm golfing at oh, Adam's Point. Oh, I, I see that's that now. What's going on, 816? Would you go with them? Yeah, I'll go. I told you I would do that all the time. If I had a Monday through Friday show, right, on 610 Sports Radio, yeah, yeah, yeah. during the golf season, so end of March or next week, middle of March until November, I would do that. If anybody set up a, a foursome or a twosome at a golf course and I was one of them, I would join them every time. Would well, you want to go play with me after this? I got my clubs in the car. Got plans. 
I really do. What are your plans? I got to go help inventory with my buddy's store, and I got dinner at my dad's house. You getting paid for that? I am. Okay, well. And I'm getting a very allocated bourbon for the deal. Oof. All right. But I would pay my way. I would go play, and I would pay for my round. All you got to do is go to golf now. Be like, hey, this Friday, I'd be like the first people on the text line to let me know that I'm in their group. I'm out. And I'd go play with them. And that's how I would engage with my audience outside of the microphone. I'll tell you this right now. Um... I will promote any golf course that will let me play for free. Of course. I don't know why we don't do more golf promos. Come on. Come on, guys. Listen. Seriously. Our boss is good at two things. Playing golf and not paying his bets. <laughs> he still owes me a bottle of bourbon. <laughs> has not paid me. Football's been over. The regular season's been over for like nine weeks. Has not paid my bet yet. Wow. And I want to play him at golf. Steven Spector is ducking you. 100%. Didn't even put me in the Olympics. What's your handicap? Uh, he didn't. He didn't organize that. That's you. Got, you need to talk. Four, to, Fourteen or fifteen. You need to talk to Carrington about the Olympics. Oh, gotcha. He. That was his. That was his bit. That's fair. And he. I'm about last. a fourteen or fifteen. I think yeah. you and I. I think you and we I would, would have fun on the golf course. Oh, we would. I know that for a fact. We went I know to that tee shots event. And we had a great time. I'm going to be consuming multiple substances through multiple orifices. I'll tell you that much. Lots of bush lattes. Yeah. That and is, I and my and my girlfriend got me and her family got me a perfect golf cooler. Uh, for just exactly that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Multiple my, my orifices? That I didn't get. I kind of punted on that. You yeah. don't get it? No, I get it, but I just don't know why you do that on a golf course. Just have fun. You play on much different golf courses than I've ever been on. What, what kind? What are you playing? The hoity-toity ones? Well, I, multiple orifices? Well, dude, no, dude, I mean, nothing, uh, nothing below the waist, if that's what you're thinking. Chugging beers through the ear? Yeah. <laughs> Chew me up, man. Come I'm on. ready. Come on, Grant. Wake up, man. Wake up. All right, so here's what we know about the Chiefs offseason so far. Anthony Hitchens gone. Eric Bieniemy back. Matt Nagy back. What's the next domino to fall? Is it Orlando Brown Jr.? Frank Clark. You think Frank Clark being released or is restructured the next order of business? is the next thing that happens. That's the next domino. I'm not even sure I want the contract to be restructured. I think I would rather just see him walk. I think it's time to cut bait. Good three years. Got a title. The regular season production obviously tapered off the last two years. He was great in the postseason. Eight sacks in six games. Take that. Mm-hmm. That'll play. And that's what he gave you in the first two postseason games. First two postseason seasons, I should say. Six games, eight sacks. That plays. Integral in getting the Chiefs a Super Bowl. Orlando Brown franchise tag. Work out the long-term deal next year. Franchise tag him this year and go out and give out some, some contracts to a guy like Chandler Jones, a guy like Von Miller. Like, you need instant impact guys at pass rush. You talked about this earlier, wide receiver versus pass rush. I think it's way easier to find the value at wide receiver on the cheap. Like you can go and get a guy. I I don't know. I'm just throwing names out there, but like Cedric Wilson from the Cowboys or Christian Kirk from the Cardinals. Uh Those are not marquee names that are going to get people super excited, but they are cheap names who can be productive as your third option in the chiefs passing game. I don't think you can get value at pass rush the way you can at wide receiver, which is why if I'm forced to make the decision between the two when handing out um, bigger money contracts, even if it's a short-term deal, I'm always going to gravitate more towards doing that with pass rush, knowing I'm not going to be able to get a cheap pass rusher that's going to be able to contribute. Uh-huh. I just feel like they try to do that with receiver. That, well, I guess they didn't really do that this year. That's unfair to Josh Gordon. But I just see that the Melvin Ingram issue worked because somebody that was still talented got involved in a team that they didn't like the scheme or they didn't like the organization or they didn't like the way they played. So they went to a new place and got familiar with that scheme and it changed the way that team played. And I think that there was more value in that for the amount of money they spent on Melvin Ingram than there can be with a wide receiver. Now I know this team won a Super Bowl. And a large part of that is due to Sammy Watkins. But I think that this team, in order to kind of separate themselves further, they need to go find a wide receiver. Because I think that there are like four or five best offenses in the NFL. Yeah, but I don't think they, I agree with you, but that doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be a Juju Smith-Schuster or a Michael Gallup or an Allen Robinson. Those are the... But I don't think those guys are really expensive. They're not... I don't know where their pedestal is, but I don't think it's... 10 million a year. I think they're on a, I think that you can go get one of those guys on a prove it and do it deal. And then you can start talking lengthy contracts or let them walk. But don't you think there's always going to be a team that would give them a three-year deal 
for 12 mil, 15 mil per. The Steelers didn't do it last year to Juju. But I don't think that's what he wanted. I think he was only willing to commit for a one-year deal because he knew he could have made more money elsewhere. So he said, you know what? Let's give this one more run in Pittsburgh. Let's see what we got in the tank. Didn't work out. If I'm Juju, I don't want another one-year prove-it deal. At some point, you want some financial stability. I want a three-year deal. I want guaranteed money. I want to be set up for the long term. Which is going to be hard to find, which his niche is more so like where there's a quarterback that needs a target. So he's going to find somewhere where he's going to get value in New England. But I think they're only Because you've got to take that into account. Right. The fact that anybody who's signing up to play for the Chiefs, like they're going to be up front with him. They're going to say, hey, don't think you're coming in here and usurping Travis or Tyreek because that just ain't going to happen. Yeah, and I mean, I think they can lure in a Allen Robinson, who I think is fine with that because I think Allen Robinson would love to come here, have a chance to win. That's the other thing that we that we don't play into account when it comes to contracts and and where people are is that when you come to Kansas City, your number one sales pitch is you could go to the Super Bowl and you have Patrick Mahomes leading this franchise. What's our proof in the pudding? Four straight AFC Championship games, two Super Bowls in four years, and winning our division every single year so you know this team will make the playoffs, which means it gives you a number one shot to get into the Super Bowl no matter what, however you want to look at it. Could the biggest off-season contract go not to a player but to a broadcaster? We'll talk about it next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Pink Sunday on 610 Sports Radio with Dusty Likens. I am Nick Schwartz, Grant Nicholson, coming down the home stretch here. Amazon is looking for a broadcast crew. They have the rights for Thursday night football, but they don't have a play-by-play man. They don't have a color analyst. The rumor for the longest time was that they wanted to poach Al Michaels from NBC and Troy Aikman from Fox. And the thought process is that Thursday night football sucks. The games are terrible. And we are not a known commodity for producing football broadcasts. So the only way we're going to be able to get people to watch and get comparable numbers, the numbers won't be comparable, by the way. I'll just tell you right now. They're not going to do Fox, CBS, NBC numbers. We all know that. But if you want to give yourself a little bit of a chance to compete, then go out and get big names. And I'm telling you, Amazon has way, 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 way more money to spend on this than any of the traditional broadcasting networks more than NBC more than CBS because they're not a broadcast company they're a tech mu- company they're used to operating at losses and they're I mean their market share is just absurd like imagine if Apple got into streaming imagine if Apple was like yeah we want to own a piece of the NFL pie they would annihilate everybody because that's what Apple does they steamroll everyone because they have I mean it would be they could spend uh, Amazon spending a billion dollars a year on Thursday night football, Apple could come in and spend 10 times that, and it would be the, the change in their couch cushions. But so far, Amazon's striking out because Troy Aikman reportedly, according to the New York Post, is taking a five-year, $90 million deal to join ESPN, who wasn't even thought of as being a player because ESPN's sort of in the same boat, which is they don't get to flex their games. A lot of times, the matchups stink, and they really haven't been on the same level from a broadcasting crew since Tariko and Gruden was broken up, what was that, five or six years ago? And mm-hmm. they've been longer than that. But all of a sudden, boom, they throw a pile of cash at Aikman, they've got him. So the ripple effects of that are going to be really fascinating. Al Michaels now, who it seemed like was on the one-yard line, according to the New York Post, of joining Amazon, now he's waiting to see, well, who's my color analyst going to be? Uh, Sean McVay reportedly turned down a four-year, $100 million deal, which I get it. Like the idea that he's going to retire at 36 from coaching makes sense. Or the idea that he wouldn't do that. You just want a Super Bowl, like capitalize on this, but $25 million a year, Dusty, that's gotta be so tough to say, okay, I got to do half the work and get paid three times the salary. I don't, I don't know how, how he did. I guess the only justification for him would be that, well, if you're offering me this now, I'm 36, that job offer will still be on the table in four years if I want it. How bad could it get for Amazon? Like, Do you think they have like A, B, C, D, if all fails, we go to E? Okay, well, if, okay, put yourself in their shoes right now. You can't get Aikman. You can't get Sean McVay. Um, Al Michaels is waiting. Who's your, who's your next phone call to? Are you seriously calling Tom Brady and saying how much you want? Who do you have more serious thought process on, Tom Brady or John Gruden? Can John Gruden be a guy? No. No chance? I, I think not right now. No. No. Okay. 
I just wonder about that. I think the NFL might have something to say about that too. Okay. I just didn't know if like El- I mean if, if I, I mean I, it's, that. it's an interesting thought experiment, but I'd imagine the the NFL would put the kibosh on that. Pretty but quickly. I think that I think that Tom Brady scares them to a point of if they're calling me, something's awry. Like if they're calling me saying, "Hey, do you want to do this? Uh, you want to do this uh, Thursday night football thing with Amazon?" My immediate thought process if I'm Tom Brady, I'm like, "Sure, 135 million dollars, four years." And they say, absolutely not. I said, well, Sean McVay was getting four for a hundred. I know I'm more well, I know I'm more thought after or sought after than Sean McVay. If Tom Brady is the color analyst, everybody's tuning in to watch that. 100 percent At least for the first three to four games. And if he's great like Romo is, then it's gonna be on and on and on. And the common trend that we're gonna see until we're dead and gone is color analysts are gonna get paid more. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Tacovas is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Than the main analyst that does the play-by. Or does I it. think they already are. They are For sure they are. They are they're already getting paid That's what way caused more. a rip between Nance and Romo. Like, yeah. I'm sure Nance and Romo are great friends. I'm sure Romo gets to go play the, the great hole at Nance's house where you get to yeah. hit it off the roof anytime he wants. They can talk, text, whatever they do. But you can't tell me otherwise that in the back of Nance's mind, he's going, why does he get more no, money? No, there was a report that I know there was. that he wants to get Romo money. Right. And they're just like, meh. And the guy that steers the ship of the entire broadcast isn't getting paid like the guy who's just there to be the flotation device, which is a rude way to say that to about, about Romo and Collinsworth and all that, but it's Michaels, it's Tarico, it's Nance. It's those guys that are steering the ship, and they're not getting paid like the guy that is there just making sure they can say, hey, watch out over there. That's what's the problem in the, where you break it all down. And so when you think about something that you brought up earlier, which I thought was really interesting, was that Joe Buck is now thinking about going where Aikman goes. Is it well, now it's to just a point, been sort of rumored, like right. what's he going to do which, now? But the thing that's, that's, that's kind of interesting to me is that is it the color analyst that's telling them who the play-by-play analyst is going to be? Or is it like, once we lock in the color analyst, we don't care about chemistry. Well, I think they both, I think both sides, like if I'm, if I'm Troy Aikman, I'm saying, Hey, if I'm coming to work for you, I want this bag, but also don't put me with some schmuck, which is crazy. They're they're not putting him. I mean, they're not putting him next to Steve Levy. Who's been calling Sunday night football, right? They're going out and getting a big name, whether that's Buck, whether that's Al Michaels, like they're going to get a big name. And we saw that fail with ESPN because like ESPN tried to have like, uh, Kornheiser in there, Dennis Miller was in there. Yeah. It just never worked no. when you just threw a bunch of stuff into a bag, shook it up, and said, okay, 
That's what we're going to do. I respect the hell out of ESPN for doing it because they were sort of thought of as like the forgotten stepchild. Right. Now they got Troy Aikman, like people all of a sudden might not be watching as much of that Manning cast if it's Troy Aikman and Al Michaels like imagine on if, Monday Night Football. Imagine if our boss's boss came to you and said, hey, we're going to pay you $80,000 $80, a year. Go pick your on-air host. That's how I think it feels to like dance in those guys. I'd pick you, man. Yeah. I would. I mean it. Blow that at your ass. Well, well that, uh, that scenario will never take place, so we'll never know <laughs> if I'm telling the truth or not. Hey, it's been fun. Thanks for tuning in with no us doubt. today. Dusty Likens, Grant Nicholson. I'm Nick Schwert. Enjoy Cheers. your Sunday. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 